0: Brighter. Ooh, child, things are gonna get easier. Man, 99 Jams, the Berg Radio. Good morning. Like I said, man, let me back up and let's talk about what I jumped in here to say, man. What I really want to talk about this morning, man, one of the things on the top of the list is virtual learning, man. You see all right virtual virtual learning folks man raise your hand if you're out there man and uh virtual learning is giving you the business folks it's tearing me up y'all I got a first grader and um, I'm struggling I'm struggling with her virtual learning folks I am NOT that computer literate I'm definitely working on it but uh Pinellas County Schools y'all got to do a little bit better shout out to all the educators that have to deal with uh what they call this mess man i don't, i forgot the name of it N- nero whatever this savannah i don't i forgot what the program's called i think i'm blocking it out but um raise your hand if you are struggling with virtual learning like i am man what are we gonna do what are we gonna do if i was a teacher this would be the week that i find me a new job man g wells good morning man how you doing man thank you so much for watching man Man, my main man, the Supreme Court gangster, man. He went to the Supreme Court and and, and and took his case all the way to the Supreme Court and won, folks. Thank you for watching, man. I appreciate that, man. All right, man. Like I was saying, man, virtual learning, man. I got a fourth I mean a fourth grade or two at my house. So we're in the first and the fourth grade. And uh struggling big time. Big time, man. I'm having trouble. My my first grader knows a little bit more about me. Uh, in, tech, uh, in technology, so she's sort of leading the way, trying her best to lead the way. She doesn't like to sit down in front of the computer for hours at a time. Unfortunately, the teacher's hands are tied. They're putting some some unrealistic expectations on the teachers. They rolled out a new program on these teachers that they had no uh, experience with. They gave them little to no time to get uh, affiliate or get comfortable with the program virtual learning that's what we're talking about folks uh it's kicking my butt on day one my daughter uh her camera wasn't working on her computer so she was already a little throwed off she didn't feel like she was engaged in the lesson and her teacher poor miss bradley she is trying her best with uh at least 10 12 uh first graders so six-year-olds uh, some of them the parents are at work. Their older siblings are the ones that are responsible for helping them out And they can't leave what they're doing to come check. Oh, it is a big mess So oh, the first day my daughter is sitting in front of the computer and she says uh, she says to me uh, She comes to me. She says hey, uh, hey daddy um, you, I need to turn my screen on I got to raise my hand. I got a question I said okay. So we go to the little platform similar to Zoom where you press your little hand, and you, you wave your hand, right? So she uh she um she pressed it. the teacher called on her and my baby in the middle of the teacher teaching her hard, eyes. she is trying her best to work through the distractions, the questions, the background noise, the, the kids that are unmuted. She is trying her best. And here goes my baby. Raise her hand. The teacher said, "Yes, uh, Madison." My baby said, uh, what time is recess? So, (laughs) folks, these children are struggling. The parents are struggling. Listen, give me a holler, man, and let me know if you're a parent and you're struggling with this virtual learning, man. Raise your hand if you're a parent and you're ready to say, hey, y'all going back to school. You just got to wash your hands. You just got to wear a mask. You just got to stay away from people, man. Raise your hand. Let me know. Leave me a comment. Call in and tell me about how you're doing with virtual learning, man y'all give these teachers some support pinellas county schools figure out a way that parents can ask questions without disrupting the whole lesson figure out a way where these teachers can keep the rest of the class muted while they're trying to teach without people chiming how can you expect a person that is new to a, a, a platform a virtual platform to teach six-year-olds how to use this platform remotely uh 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 and and from from uh no uh, come on now so virtually i want to start off with that shout out to all my educators that are pushing through that shout out to uh the parents that are pushing through that and i'm praying for all the uh parents that are at their wits ends man some people have to get to work some people have to uh, carry on with their lives, man. So again, man, shout out to all those people pushing through virtual learning. I'm praying for y'all, man. All right, now seems like we are stuck in in a uh, in a situation in our country that we are a hump, a hurdle that we are really struggling to get over, and. That is this police brutality, man, against unarmed black folks. This is a um, pandemic in itself. And we're stuck here. You know, we're stuck here. And I think it's for a reason. And we have to really start asking ourselves collectively, what are we going to do? We protested. We've been protesting for the last six months. And... Now, I realize how important those young people are that refuse to stop, um, <laughs> okay, Shabazz, thank you for, um, for, for, your help, we'll get back to that. Um, but, you know, how long are we going to deal with police shooting unarmed black men before we figure out what we can do to solve this problem? I want to say thank you so much. For to St. Pete's very own peaceful protesters. I wanna say thank you to um, Carla Bristol, shout out to Jabbar, a few elders in the community that are standing by in solidarity. Shout out to Pastor Andy, to all those leaders that are standing in solidarity with the peaceful protesters. We see now how important it is for them to continue to use their voice. Um, I do wanna say that um, It is important for our city to continue to lead the way. It's important for our city to continue to set an example for the rest of this country. So to all my elected officials, if you're listening, uh, let's please hear the voices of those protesters, and let's please continue to move towards action. I myself have to admit that I'm somewhat guilty of uh, falling back into everyday life, you know, and now is not the time for us to get comfortable at all. So again, thank you so much to all the peaceful protesters. Folks, let's get back focused on some of the issues that are at hand and police violence against unarmed black folks is an issue for us. It's not the only issue. can't allow it to distract us from some of the other major issues that we have, but complacency has already set in and especially, uh, you know, I have to say it myself, I'm somewhat active, but I haven't been protesting in the last two months. You know, I'm I'm thankful that they're still protesting. I've brushed off making contact with city officials. I've kind of just taken my eye off the prize and went back to Uh, business as usual and to me that is where we go wrong and I think that is where we really need to focus. I feel like uh, we are in one of the biggest election years of our country's history and I think race and racial tension is a, a strategy to distract citizens from actually fighting for what they uh, deserve and actually fighting for their rights. So um, I don't wanna make this, or I don't wanna feed into that. I don't wanna fan the flames of racism, but I do want to uh, discuss what we can do better. Good morning, good morning, everyone, good morning. Uh, Mr. Sherman Sexton asked a question. I started off the conversation uh, with virtual learning and I just want to answer a question that I had this class size I think is typically between 10 10 and 15 students I think my wife has about 10 virtual learners but again when you're talking about 10 six-year-olds that are dealing with a new virtual platform that the teacher is not familiar with that can become problematic so faith good morning thank you for watching all right I jumped uh and shifted over to the conversation to uh police brutality. We just had another case in uh, Wisconsin. And what scared me about this case, and I'm not uh, knee deep in the case, I don't know all the details, but I did see the video. The video is disturbing. Uh, Seven times, shot seven times in the back. Uh, Notable um, fact on this case is that The Kenosha police in Wisconsin were not wearing body cams. Again, how long do we have to, or how many of these incidents do we have to watch to really understand that accountability is mandatory and necessary for us to move beyond this era of uh, senseless police shooting. So police body cams, let's get that going. I don't know what the status is with St. Pete, uh, PD and the body cams. I know that was in in negotiations with the peaceful protesters. I am going to really uh, reconnect to that movement. I know some of those young people, man, uh, really good young people that are really uh, fighting for what's right, so I definitely want to lend my support. I see that uh, if we don't continue to push for change this is just going to continue to get worse again so i just want to talk a little bit about the case in wisconsin man i've had a lot going on man and i have to admit to you guys folks i have not been watching the news i have not i've been disconnected from the news i have my own little stories going on right in front of my face that demand so much of my time i don't have time to get caught up in it but it's wrong because at the end of the day there's so much going on it's 2020 we still got coronavirus that we're dealing with we're trying to reopen the schools and here we go got another brother getting shot seven times by the police again but that's not the most disturbing part the disturbing part was that there was a a a a citizen a part of the anti-protester movement uh they got some different names for I don't want to start talking about that because I really don't know much about it. I need to do some homework on it. But there was a civilian, a young man, young white man, that took it up on himself. And that, this has been happening now. Militias have been showing up at protests and, and uh, loaded, fully loaded, basically like, I wish you would. I wish you would. So, again, folks... Uh, we are we are moving in the wrong direction. I think that the powers that be would love to see us uh, shoot shoot one another up. I think the powers that be would love for us to get to fan the flames of racism because if uh, poor black people and poor white people, even uh. uh barely making it white people and barely making it black people. If they're fighting one another. They're not standing up for their rights to the government. So I want to be very careful how we address this. But I do know that we have some simple solutions right in front of our face. And I go right back to body cams. How? How are we still able to uh, avoid or evade the conversation about about putting... Body cams on these folks. Come on, man. So I'm gonna look into that. Uh, I think that is that stood out to me with this uh, Wisconsin case because of the fact that um, the the police up there was not wearing body cams. Okay. Mhm. All right. Now here's this. Most recently. The days of uh, protest and unrest that followed Blake, Blake is the person that was shot by the police seven times, saw clashes not only between police and demonstrators, but also between armed groups on the streets of Kenosha. This is getting dangerous, folks. Most recently, a night of unrest Tuesday ended with three people shot, two of them fatally. An Illinois teen has since been arrested and charged in connection with the shooting. Police and protesters clashed several times Tuesday night with officers dressed in tactical gear firing tear gas for the third night in a row at demonstrators who had previously thrown projectiles at law enforcement and attempted to breach newly erected barriers. So. Authorities said firefighters responded to calls of nearly 40 different blazes set in the city Monday night. So, we had to throw that in there, right? But let's talk about that for a minute. So, they're throwing tear gas at the uh, demonstrators. Three of them have been shot by a civilian. Two of them died. The police shot a young uh, black male seven times in the back with three children in the car, folks, you can't even make this stuff up, man. This is this is so. I mean, again, we are in a crucial point in our history, and I don't want to fan the flames of racism, man. But when you shoot an unarmed black man seven times in the back in front of his children, that's that's something that we can't just ignore. We can't just we can't just ignore that, and there are people in the streets yes they're riding yes they're demonstrating yes they're using their voice yes they're upset maybe they're tearing up something right maybe they are but guess where the where the police officer is on administrative leave, folks they should be they should be They're again the people that are the victims are being turned into the perpetrators and the criminals and we we just have to stand up, folks. And I think there's a strategic way that we have to look at this. We cannot just fight evil with evil. We can't just, you know, get wicked, uh, get more guns. I think we lose that way. But there's something that we have to do. So, folks, if I can't do anything other than just talk about it, that's what I'm going to do. So, again, we got an unarmed black man being shot and gunned down. By the police shot in the back seven times in front of his children the 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 victim's father mr blake's father says his son just keeps asking why did the police shoot my daddy like that man now imagine having to answer that question man for your children i just think about my son and you know they he's he's nine years old and they catch a whiff of the fact that police are shooting people, that that something is going on with the police that's not right, and that they're not just here to keep them safe because he's afraid of the police. He sits up straight in the car when the police pass by us, and folks, that's just not the way we should be living in 2020 in this country when we have come so far, uh, but we're still so far away, so... Good morning, Miss Kenya. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you, Miss Faith, for watching. I really appreciate y'all. I got my phone ringing. Let me get my act together on the air this morning, man. All right. So, I do want to talk a little bit about militias, right? There is the Second Amendment. This is this is our right. You know, it is our right to bear arms. But do we really have the right? to uh, go as far as we uh, have gone. So I um, I got a little bit of information here. Private militias are armed military groups that are composed of private citizens and not recognized by federal or state governments. Private militias have been formed by individuals in America since the colonial period. In fact, the Revolutionary War against England was fought in part by armies compromising not professional soldiers, but ordinary male citizens. So ordinary white male citizens. Approximately half the states maintain laws regulating private militias. Generally, these laws prohibit the parading and exercising of armed private militias in public, but do not forbid the formation of private militias. So so again, is saying that these laws prohibit parading and exercising of armed private militias in public in Wyoming, however state law forbids that the very formation of private militias in states that do not outlaw militias private militias are limited only by the criminal laws applicable to all of society thus if an armed private militia seeks to parade and exercise in a public area its its members will be subject to arrest on a variety of laws in, including disturbing the peace firearms or even riots status many private militias are driven by the insurrection theory of the second amendment okay which is the right to bear arms under this view The Second Amendment grants an unconditional right to bear arms for self-defense and for rebellion against a tyrannical government. When a government turns oppressive, private citizens have a duty to insurrect or take up arms against it. Let me read that again. When a government turns oppressive, private citizens have a duty to insurrect or take up arms against it. Now, this is where it gets a little little more tricky. See, I mean, we we don't know any of this. We don't know if we have the right to counter this. We got people coming in in front of our children who are peacefully protesting, and they're standing here with AR-15s fully loaded, dressed like Rambo, and we don't know if they have the right to do that. We don't know if we have the right to get our own guns. We don't know what we have the right to do, but things are brewing, folks. And are we... um, are we so complacent that we could be again? Let's let's just let's just think about this historically, from a historical context. Let's look at it. Uh, do I need to say uh, what is it? Tulsa, Oklahoma, nineteen twenty. Hmm? Are we just sitting ducks? Are we are we? Uh, are we sitting ducks, waiting for a uh, militia to come in our neighborhoods, and we can't even protect our women and children? I'm not saying I'm, I'm fanning the flames of racism. I'm just saying we got to start asking some questions. These people are walking around our children, who are saying, "No justice, no peace." They're walking around our children with loaded AR-15s, fully, fully ready to rock and roll. Saying, "I wish you would." So let me see, let me see what the Supreme Court says here. The U.S. Supreme Court has issued a qualified rejection of the insurrection theory. According to the court in Dennis versus The United States, I would like to follow up and find out what that case is. Whatever theoretical merit there may be to the argument that there is a right to rebellion against dictatorial governments is without force, where the existing structure of government provides for peaceful and orderly change. Scholars have interpreted this to mean that as long as the government provides for free elections and trials by jury, private citizens have no right to take up arms against the government. So what happened in Michigan uh, when they stormed the Capitol? What happened there, right? So I don't know. Some people have uh, disagreed with the Supreme Court's definition of tyranny. Many of these people label the state and federal governments as tyrannical based on issues such as taxes and government regulations. Others cite governments sponsored racial and ethnic integration as driving forces in their campaign against the federal and state governments. Many of these critics have formed private militias designed to resist perceived government oppression. Others cite that governments sponsored racial and ethnic integration. Okay, all right. Some private militias have formed their own government. Legal problems of these private militias are generally unrelated to military activities. Instead, any criminal charges usually arise from activities associated with their political beliefs. The Freeman of Montana is one such militia. This group denied the legitimacy of the federal government and created its own township called Just Us, spelled J-U-S-T-U-S. The Freeman established its own court system, posted bounties for the arrest of police officers and judges, and held seminars on how to challenge laws. Wow. Uh, its members viewed as beyond the scope of the Constitution. According to Neighbors, the group also established its own common law court system and built its own jail for the imprisonment of trespassers and government workers or public hirelings. Wow, folks. So this is what we got going on in our country today, man. We just kind of tr- chilling and cruising and watching time go by. But folks, is uh around arming up and also, uh, Building their own township with their own laws, folks. Listen, man, you are listening to Matt Bird with We the People, man. I'm just trying to take a different look at all the stuff we got going on in 2020, man. Uh, we're gonna take a quick commercial break, folks. You're listening to Matt B on 99 Jams the Bird. We'll be back in a few minutes. All right, then we, we'll be we'll stay here just for another segment. You ready? Yeah. All right, hey, we'll be back in just a few seconds. Thank y'all for listening. Are you ready for some church? The Angels Gospel Show is back with a band. Bring to you gospel with live interviews, scriptures, inspirational topics, inspirational events, and hot gospel music of all types. Coming to you live from the studio of 99.1, every Sunday from 12 to 2 p.m. Listen also live on TuneIn Radio app and at reggyspain.net. The Angels Gospel Show, Two hours of the Angel and you. You can't afford to miss it. I am your host, Angel. 99 Jams, the ball. Right now. Peace and light. This is your brother John, and I would like to invite you to tune in to the Tampa Bay Breakfast Club on 99 Jams every Monday morning at 7:30 a.m. For the latest in pop culture news and unique perspectives on hot topics, make sure you tune in and start your week off right with the Tampa Bay Breakfast Club, right here on 99.1 FM, 99 Jams, The Bird. Total Praise, that's right, Total Praise, broadcasting live each and every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday morning from 9 a.m. until 12 noon. Fridays, 9 to 10.30 a.m., Sundays, 7 to 9 a.m., your radio gospel angel. Hi, this is Sister Hughes of Total Praise on WUJM, giving you the best gospel. I make you lose your shoes, shout all around in the house. That's right, your host, Sister Diane Hughes, right here on 99 Jams, your radio gospel angel, here on 99. I can have problems with your brakes or CV joints? Then go to Florida Brakes and Tires. Mr. Roosevelt and his experienced team will take care of that for you. At a very competitive hey, price, uh, you cannot beat That's Florida Brakes and Tires. <laughs> located at 1254, 34th Street, Saint Petersburg. They also provide you oh, okay. with outside service and offer you both new and new This used here, right here? Florida brakes After that, you go back home. But hit this seven button eight eight two seven Okay. Oh, two oh, eight no, no, eight. no. no I'm seven sorry. Seven hit this Okay. Eight Before eight eight. you start talking. All right. But he's turning the up. No, back. just hit the, hit the button. Because right. that's going to stop automatically. If it ain't one thing, it's another. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. If it ain't one thing, thing, it's another. Oh, he's up there. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. I still got to be house. All right, cool. Each every Wednesday morning between 10 a.m. and 12 in the p.m. With your host, Brother West. That's right. We talk about the topic that no one else wants to. We talk about politics, religion, unions, and everyone else. They help you get through the day. That's right. Just like life. If it ain't one thing, it's another. The hottest show you radio. The beat House features the best and freshest on chicken wings, leg quarters, whole chickens, turkey parts, spare ribs, and so much more. And EBT is welcome. 2225 MLK South. And don't forget our original location at 3101 Central Avenue. And now in Sarasota at 4034 North Washington Boulevard. Call 727-823-1606 for more information. The Meat House. The store people go to to save big. Get this much special 40 pound chicken leg quarters for only 89 Jams the Berg. All right, folks, we are back. We are back. You are listening to Matt B, man, with We the People on 99 Jams the bird radio, man. That's 99.1 on your FM dial, man. We are just. Uh, just kind of going over some of the things that are going on in the local news. I have to admit, I've been disconnected. I've been, uh, I've had my head down. I've been on the grind. So I'm popping back up folks and um, I'm trying to figure out what are we doing? Where are we going? Where's this country heading, man? So we were talking about the uh, um, folks that are watching the protesters that are not police but are heavily armed more than the police just want to be careful man and uh don't want to fan the flames of racism but i do want to uh start addressing the fact that we have some really highly armed folks that are uh now moving closer to the outskirts of of our community and i'm wondering are we just so complacent that we are heading towards a potential uh uh outbreak of violence similar to tulsa oklahoma i hope not again i just think that we need to start really paying attention to this because we have women and children in our community that we are charged with uh defending and i don't think we're ready i don't think we're ready to even put up a fight and am i uh you know it's like it's weird because you have to ask yourself are you part of a problem? Or part of the solution by even having this discussion, you know, because by having this discussion, it seems to me like I could be giving uh, racism legs and I don't believe in racism I don't believe that uh, it's very careful, man, I gotta be very tricky I mean, very careful because it's tricky, man Uh, I think we have bigger fish to fry, I think we got some big problems and some of this stuff, and some of this hate It's just used to be a distraction, right? So I'm gonna segue, I'm gonna talk about some of the issues at hand locally. Something that um, I am passionate about, and that is how we vote and who we vote for and uh, what thought process goes into uh, us electing the people that represent us, right? So we still, we've just made it through the 2020 primary election. So we are now moving into the general election. Some people's uh, election was over in the primaries, but we still have several contests moving into the general election. So we have, uh, we rank uh, amongst the lowest in our country in education. Okay. We have had uh, articles written about our schools that have, um, okay, we got a caller coming in. Hello, hello, caller, this is Matt B. How you doing? Hello, caller, this is Matt B. How you doing? hmm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. Right. Right. Hold on. Let me just. Let me. I, I got you. Hold. I got a call on it. What's your name, sir? Mr. Lawrence is calling, and Mr. Lawrence is. Uh, he doesn't know what he wants to do. Hmm? Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. But Mr. Lawrence doesn't doesn't know how to feel, but he wants to applaud the NBA players for taking a stance against the racism. Yeah, that. I won't put them on there. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, Mr. Lawrence. All right, you are on the air, Mr. Lawrence. Go ahead and tell me again what you were saying. Yes, yes yeah. Mr. Lawrence, um, let me ask you something. Um, do you mind giving me your age? Well, thank you, Mr. Lawrence for listening number one. and uh, thank you so much for chiming in. I want to ask you, Mr. Lawrence, you've you've watched this country mature. you've watched this country grow. Do you, do you feel like this country is going backwards, and are you afraid of racial uh, violence? I am really afraid, because number one, we are real men leaders on the target, and Do you feel like, Mr. Lawrence, when you were coming up, when you were a young man, when you were 14, 15 years old, you know, out doing what young people do? Uh, w- did you have that same fear, or do you think it's more dangerous now? How do you feel about that? The comparison. How do you about that comparison? Okay. Do you? yes mr lawrence listen to the people that's um looking listening in on facebook mr lawrence is 72 years old and um he remembers growing up and he says right now he's more fearful than he was back then well mr lawrence i thank you so much for um Listening, number one, and also for getting engaged. That is what we need. We need to have more conversations around what's really going on in our community. I'll give you some last words, Mr. Lawrence. Anything you want to leave with the uh, people that are listening? Well, you know, when you don't have an answer, Mr. Lawrence, the best thing you can do is pray. So I thank you for your prayers, and I thank you for your support, and feel free to call anytime. I'm here every Thursday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., Mr. Lawrence, and I welcome you to call. I thank you for your wisdom, and I thank you for your input. You have a great day and a great weekend, Mr. Lawrence, okay? All right. Man, folks, that makes me feel good when uh, when people in the community are listening and they appreciate what we're doing, man. He just gave me the energy to um just keep going. To be honest with you guys, I was not I, I don't always feel this. You know, I don't always feel this, but I think it's important that we start raising our issues and bringing them to the people. I really don't want to be. Popular. I'm not even having a good hair day today, but I'm in the building because I feel like it is necessary for us to get into these conversations. So, um, Mr. Lawrence, thank you so much again. 72 years old, man, called in to say, man, I'm afraid. I am afraid, and I don't know where this country is heading. So, folks, um, it's not just the young people. It's people that have seen race play out throughout the years, decades in this country that are now saying what is happening. And again. I want to be careful because I think a lot of this fear is playing right into the hands of the people that want to continue to divide this country and drive a stake between ordinary people that are just trying to feed their family. So let me get into uh, the last little bit of things that I want to discuss. Uh, I want to talk about our local elections, right? We have some important people still on the ballot that we need to uh, definitely push and fight for. I want to start with my pet peeve. I have such a problem with this particular race, and it is for the school board, district seven seat. We have a highly qualified woman directly from the community that has been in education for well over a decade. She has been civically engaged, completely engaged, and I'm talking about Caprice Edmonds, She has a school-aged child that she's raising, so she understands the school system from every angle, and she has an opponent that knocked out two other qualified black people that is white, and he is running for the only black seat on the Pinellas County School Board. Folks, folks, this guy, called Nurse, has no education experience from someone that, a source that is close to him that will remain nameless, they told me that he wants to, let me be careful, let me just say this, Uh, call call Nurse's reasoning for running for school board, in his own words, is he likes to fix problems. He went to, to, to either the Tampa Bay Times or Bay News 9 and says, I like to fix problems. So, his idea of fixing problems is being with our children, our our children that need to be educated, our children that are in a school-to-prison pipeline, our children that are in some of the worst uh, conditions as it relates to education in the country. His solution is to knock out the only black person on that school board. And our community, I'm asking you guys to stand up and ask to go somewhere and get out of this, get out of our community's way. We don't need somebody that has their own agenda, a special interest agenda, standing in between uh, someone who is qualified and understands our children from the core. Somebody that, that has been in this struggle for the last ten years, not someone who's deciding to run for school board or is deciding what his next political career move is. That's not what what our children need. So again, folks, Caprice Edmonds. You see her signs across the city. If you want to get involved in that campaign, listen. Go to her website. Go to her Facebook. Caprice Edmonds, uh, for school board. I want to say it is. But if you hit, if you hit uh, Caprice Edmonds. On Facebook you'll see and I know she has a website I should have this but Caprice Edmonds here's what I'm gonna do if you want to get involved in that campaign and you want to make sure that we have at least one black person on the school board fighting for our children Listen, you give me a call at 727-748-9067, and I'll get you in touch with that campaign. But we need to fight like hell to make sure that we do not allow call nurse someone without any experience in education to come and make our school board all white to knock out the only black uh, seat that we have on our school board. again, call nurse okay let me see what uh, Pastor Andy Oliver said. call nurse told me that he didn't run for one of the open school board seats because it it would be four times harder. Wow. The truth is that it, it would be eight times harder for a black or brown person to run in a countywide seat. Mm -hmm. So basically he said, uh, this is the easiest way for me to get back in the game. I don't care about the status of your children, black people. I don't care about your lack of representation on the school board, black people. I don't give a damn. This is my easiest path to get back into the elected uh, uh, capacity, to get back into being an elected official. This brother owns a printing company and he wants to run for school board. And the sad part about it is he got a decent amount of votes, folks. Listen, if we want hope in our community, we have to say no to call Nurse. If we want hope for our children, we need to say no to call Nurse, man. We need to say no to call Nurse. We need to say go away, call Nurse. How dare you? And see what, what Carl Nurse is depending on and what he is banking on is that we make a little noise, we raise a little hell, but as soon as he get elected, he might have to hear it for a couple more weeks, and then he can go right on ahead with his agenda, folks. We need to say no to call Nurse and yes to Caprice Edmonds. Caprice Edmonds is highly qualified. Look her up. If you have questions you need answers, you can call me up. I'm at 727-748-9067. You can call me, 727-748-9067, Caprice Edmonds. Please say no to uh, call Nurse. 65% of the voters on the primary day voted, voted for someone besides call Nurse. Explain that, Lynn, uh, Okay, so so you're saying that um, we have a chance to win this, in other words. So, folks, if you supported Sharon Jackson, if you supported Corey Gibbons, Throw your support behind Caprice Edmonds. We have a chance to take a stand as as a community and, and tell politicians that you cannot just come in our community because it's the easiest pathway for you to get a victory. Somebody told me that he's running for school board because he wants to make the school buses a little more environmentally friendly. Are you serious? Are you kidding me right now? Let's say no to call nurse and yes to Caprice Edmonds. You're gonna get sick of me saying that. But if we as a community let this happen, we might as well go and tell our children, there's no hope for you. We have no uh uh, uh, uh we have no you have no voice. We have no voice, is what we're saying. If we allow call nurse to uh walk into this seat and Make the school board all white in a time when our children need us the most, folks. So, again, got you. And also, um, Linda Luke's is a longtime um, political uh, figure in this city. And she is saying that many people did not return their mail-in ballots, folks. So, again, this is not the time for complacency. We have a lot going on. We have, and this is, I'm just talking locally right now. Just locally right now, we have a fight on our hands, okay? And if we don't start winning these battles locally, we won't win the war. So, I thank you guys. Uh, I thank all you guys for commenting. I thank you guys for watching. Um, but let's get. Uh, Caprice Edmonds elected to the school board It will be a huge victory For our community We got a call coming in What do I got to press, just here Okay, got a call coming in Which is always awesome But again, uh, say yes to Caprice Edmonds No to call nurse, okay We got about 10 minutes Good morning bro. Good morning, Carl Good morning Okay, I don't believe that we should give Come on, Are what Right. Yes. We be us, our yes, ma'am. What's your name, yes, name? You go, Mrs. Goins? Mrs. Goins? Mrs. Goins. Goins. Okay. Thank you. Hey. Uh, okay. Listen, uh, Miss uh, Corn, Miss Thank you so much for calling and thank you so much for listening to the show, and thank you so much for being concerned and engaged on what's going on in your community. Folks, you guys on Facebook, that was Miss Corn. She was calling to say that uh, she was so glad that we were uh, talking about Caprice Edmonds because she does not think it's fair for someone to walk into an elected capacity just because they have some uh, name recognition. So again, folks, Using our voice matters, man. Again, we all have a voice. You don't have to have 99 jams to make make uh, uh, make uh, uh, use your voice. All you got to do is turn in your uh, mail-in ballot, folks. All right? And if you have any problems voting, you have any issues getting registered to vote, listen, you can call the station at 727-637-2416. And somebody here will point you in the right direction, or you can call my cell phone directly, 727-748-9067. Don't call me to sell me nothing. If you got any questions on electing the right people or voting or getting your ballot or returning your ballot, please give me a call, man. I would love to help you with that in any way, shape, or form that I can. Again, we got call nurse on the ballot no experience in education if we let him walk into the school board and knock out the only black seat that we have on that board folks we are sending a message to politicians everywhere that our community has no voice and i refuse to uh, accept that fact. Man, thank you for watching, Chad Thomas. Thank you so much, Pastor Andy Olive, for for your support and for standing in solidarity with those young people, man. We got one, and listen, Caprice Edmonds, say no to Carl Nurse. I can't say it enough. I want to come up with a slogan. And guess what? Hey, Carl Nurse, if you catch wind the Matt B is saying say no to you and you got something to say to me, I'm here, man. I don't uh, hate you. I don't dislike you. Uh, I don't want you sitting on my school board uh, in front of a highly qualified person that I know has been in the trenches with my wife at uh, Melrose Elementary. My wife speaks highly of her and my wife does not give away accolades uh, freely when it comes to education because she knows that there's many people in education that don't have the heart for our children, that don't have the heart to really be effective. So folks, Miss Caprice Edmonds has been stamped by one of the best teachers in, in the county. And I and I and I put that up against anybody and I stand behind that, not just because she's my baby and I love her. But again, she Caprice Edmonds has been stamped by one of the best teachers in the in the county. So again, let's get Caprice Edmonds on the school board and it will be a huge win for our community. Call nurse, I have nothing against you other than the fact that I don't want you representing my children. I want you to go back to printing something. Or, and buying up all the real estate, preferably buy it on the north side, and uh, maybe run for something else. But get out of the way. Get out of our children's way, man. We got a school-to-prison pipeline that we need to address. We got virtual learning that's driving parents crazy. Listen, we don't need a printer and an entrepreneur and a career politician from another country representing our black babies right now. It's not what we need. Call nurse, go home. Sit down somewhere. I'm not saying go back to Canada. I'm not doing you like Donald Trump. I'm not trying trying to build a wall around you. I'm just saying, don't run for school board. Don't run. Don't run. Don't run for school board. All right. Oh man. And, and you know, and, and call nurse. The number here is six seven two seven six three seven two four one six. I give you a whole hour to make a case on why you should be a school board and why you should run for school board. But please don't come here talking about you want to make the buses more environmental friendly. That's not what we need right now, folks. All right. Again, call Nurse. Man, I hate to to keep doing this to you, but sir, if you want to come talk to me, my number is 727-748-9067. The number to the station is 727-637-2416. I have a very politically astute host coming in right after me. He'll be on for two hours. You want to call and ask him? You want to plead your case to him? Call and tell us why why we should even consider you running for school, boy. Listen. No to call Nurse, yes to Caprice Edmond. One more, a um, couple more people. You know Renee Flowers, give her your vote. We need her, uh, we need the community behind her and we need to let her know what it is that we need, okay? So um, Renee, also I want you guys to look out for Trevor Mallory. Trevor Mallory's name was not on the ballot in the primaries He went straight to the general election because he had no Democratic opponent. Trevor Mallory is a hometown kid. He works in affordable housing. He's been doing that for the last 10 years of his life in some way, shape or form. He understands property and he is running for Pinellas County property appraiser. The current Pinellas County property appraiser is just like the rest of America. He is a fluent white male. Folks, we got to start tearing down these walls, and we can do that locally. If we don't stand up locally, we don't have a chance uh, in the big dance in November uh, when we're trying to make change in the White House. So, folks, uh, let's just, uh, again, Renee Flowers, say yes. Trevor Mallory, say yes. Caprice Edmonds, say yes. Carl Nurse, No. No to called. No to nurse. No to nurse. That's my slogan. Say no to nurse, folks. Say no to nurse. All right, man. Listen, man. It's been a uh, it's been a tough hour, man. I came in here a little bit. uh, shaky this morning, but I thank y'all, Mr. Lawrence, and I thank you, Miss Corn. Y'all brighten my day. Let, let me know that it is people out there listening, that this information does need to be put out. I will be fired up for you guys next week. Hopefully, I have a, a dynamite guest and a bunch of things to talk about. I thank y'all so much for the support. I thank y'all for listening. And um, know the nurse. that That's what it is. Know the nurse, folks. Say know the nurse. Call nurse. If you want to talk to me and you want to tell me to shut up, you want to tell me that uh, I'm doing too much, call me. 727-748-9067. I would love to talk to you. I, um, I'm, I'm respectful as I can be when the well-being of my children is being threatened. So again, we don't need a lily white school board. Time for that is over with. And I tell you what, folks. Know the nurse, man. Thank y'all so much for listening, man. Until the next time, man. I'm going to get ready to get out of here. Until the next time, man. I want y'all to dream big. I want y'all to love more. And I want y'all to be beautiful, man. This is your boy, Matt B., man. Coming to you live on 99 Jams, the Berg Radio with We The People, man. Until the next time, man. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. And thank you. Know the nurse. Yeah, man. Hey, hey, I hope you don't know who's jitsu on them shit. Because <laughs> I can't fight a baby. I ain't going to be able to get them up off me. We got you. Don't worry about it. We got it. Good show. Uh, good show. Thank y'all, man. Thank y'all so much for watching. Representative Rainer Gooseby, good morning, baby. I love you. And you know how I feel about what you getting ready to go do, man. Hey, man, we got a lot of things lining up, man. Let's stand up and fight for our community, man. I love y'all, man. Thank y'all so much for watching, man. Until next time. That's why this podcast costs eight hundred dollars and that cost two hundred. And I don't know what that costs, I can shake the works. That's why I work with the shoes and roll my spots and I can eliminate